these chugs in this bitch. Glad I started recording that. You were recording that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's taking it to the fucking head, dude. Welcome to the latest episode, everybody. Hydrate or dihydrate. That is the theme of today's episode of Make It Strange. A nautical episode. Because as you've seen from the title of the video you just clicked on, we're talking about one of the most famous prisons in American history, probably actually the most famous prison in American history. Alcatraz. The Rock. Pelican Island, as it's known to some people back in its original form. Johnny, um, I'm from the West Coast. I'm a California boy, born and bred. You're an East Coast boy. Yeah. So you probably are like most famous prison. Yeah, you must be referring to Sing Sing. Or Rikers Island. Or Rikers Island. Yeah. But those are both New York prisons. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about Alcatraz. San Francisco's famous prison. San Francisco kind of is like the uh, West Coast New York City. You ever been to San Francisco? Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, except if uh, you don't have a car. And then you hit like a 90 degree incline. That's probably the, the biggest uh, issue I have with San Francisco. <laughs> it's New York City for people who um, can actually walk. Not these losers in New York who say, hey, I walk everywhere because I'm from New York. F you, posers. Come to California and see what real walking is all about. Do you think I got everybody on the East Coast fired up yet yeah, or yeah. what? I, I don't even think people in San Francisco can walk up those hills. <laughs> me and me and my girlfriend at the time, like, uh, or me and my girlfriend, we tried to uh, walk up that hill. We, we mm. tried to run up that hill. You're supposed to run up that hill. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was bad. We and we're walking up that hill. We walked up one, we're and then up we immediately Ubered. What hill are you talking about? In San Francisco, there's like inclines. Yeah, but you kept saying like the one hill. Oh no, I mean we just hit one. We were oh, walking okay. someplace, and we're like, oh fuck. <laughs> Viewers from San Francisco, do you actually walk up those hills or do you hop on that trolley and just get like pulled around everywhere you go? Or maybe you avoid the hill. You just like take a ferry and circumvent the city, you know, in the bay, dropping off, you know, from the perimeters like an invading army from Game of Thrones. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Regardless, either way, we're not talking about walking, Johnny. You oh. know, walking is what you do when you get off from a crime, when you don't have to go to prison. You walk. You ever heard that term? Yeah. Yeah, that dude walked. That dude walked. Kind of doesn't make sense because, you know, in the olden days, you would walk the plank. So depending on what era of judicial punishment you're receiving, maybe you want to walk. Maybe you don't. Johnny, yes. let me ask you. Pop quiz. Everybody watching, you can uh, comment in the chat what your answer is. Would you rather walk off a plank or... Hypothetical. Be sent to Alcatraz for life. I think Alcatraz. I, I I'm I have a real I have a real fear of drowning. I don't I'd rather be locked up than drown. See, when I was a kid, I assumed walking the plank uh, resulted in you would just swim back to land. Depends on where you're at. If you're in the middle of the ocean, you're fucked. Yeah. I guess they make you walk the plank in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's this, terrifying to me. That is actually terrifying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Actually, you know, it, it only now <laughs> occurred to me how horrifying walking the plank yeah, actually is. it's fucking scary. <laughs> because, you know, when they when you're a kid, your idea of walking the plank is watching Peter Pan and the pirates just circle around uh, Never Never Land, which is just an island. They yeah. never go out into the ocean. So they're like, oh, you're going to have to walk the plank. And then you just swim back to the island. And in, in cartoons, a lot of the time they'll have like, you, you know, you'll see like sharks circling or something. You'd be lucky to get fucking like you you'd probably like be exhausted first before a shark eats you. Dang. Yeah. Tie your hands. Miss. Tie your hands behind your back. Oh, yeah. I forgot they tie you, dude. You'd be fucked. You're, you're drowning. Effed. Man, you're drowning what a way to go. Um, Unless you're, uh, you know, you got sea turtles nearby. Yeah. Sea turtles. Because you can ride those. <laughs> Uh, to safety, according to uh, Disney, and and uh, I've 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 actually survived many harrowing events and close encounters by relying on my knowledge of Disney movies. So bank that one, put that in your brain, because that's going to save you someday. Yeah, I'm just thinking about being uh, pushed into the ocean with my hands and feet tied. Just just call the sea turtles, man. And you're going to be all right. Right in like, safety. I feel like you could uh, float on your back for a bit. I also have wondered, um, 
because I've heard that there are long distance. I don't know if this is true. Can anybody out there confirm this? Long distance ocean swimmers who have trained themselves that they can sleep on the water. Oh. And they can like back float and like take a nap. I don't know if that, that I heard that. Maybe that's just an urban legend. Yeah, I, I, it depends on how you sleep because if you roll over, you're fucked. Well, clearly, but you know, maybe if it's just peaceful, calm, tranquil, warm waters and you're just doing a back float, you just get your energy back and then keep on swimming. Oh, yeah. I think there's hope. I don't know. I'd probably rather walk the plank than go to Alcatraz really? for my life. Well, yeah, because Alcatraz is a scary place, man. Yeah, I guess so. Have you ever been to Alcatraz? No. I have. Oh. I went there when I was eight years old and kind of got fascinated with it. A um, little bit obsessed, I'll say. In fact, I did a report on Alcatraz when I was in eighth grade. And get this. I won the history fair. First place in the history fair for my in-depth report on Alcatraz. Probably a precursor to the show. It's the reason why I do what I do today. Young little journalist Derek Acosta with his hat and his word processor. Dude, uh, winning anything in school really sticks with you. I won a, a portable radio headset, like a headset that had like... Ra- <laughs> Can I just tell the story real quick? Please. Uh, I won this headset that was like also radio. It had like an antenna. And okay. I thought it looked cool. Like it looked like some shit out of Digimon. And uh, when I won it, this girl kept coming up to me and saying like, can you please give me the headset? And I was like, no. And she's like, my dad's in the hospital. He would love to listen to music. Wow. And I kept saying no. She's trying to manipulate you. Yeah. Um. You know, you probably should have given her the headset. Probably. It would have been really nice. But I could totally understand being a kid. Being like, no, I won these. These are mine. Yeah, I won this. This looks like a cool Digimon headset. Yeah. Well, I hope her dad got better. Cheers to cheers to her dad. I'm going to take a swig of coffee. Uh, to for her dad's health. Oh, me too. Mm. Well, then today, allow me to be yeah. your guide, your introduction into the world of Alcatraz. Okay. You're very lucky because you happen to be speaking to a blue ribbon, blue ribbon, first place history fair award winner on the subject of Alcatraz. Oh my God. Essentially, makes me an expert. Hey. I can feel my confidence bolstering as I remember my uh, history fair victory. This is probably pre-Wikipedia. You probably you probably had to like oh, crack a fucking book. You want to know how hardcore <laughs> I was, real quick? I went to Alcatraz as a kid and I loved it. And I bought a souvenir book that had yeah. like history and pictures in it. And I cut up the book and pasted the pictures into my report because that's how serious I was. Damn. They of course had to give me first place. I destroyed a book. This fucker ruined a book. I destroyed a book from the site. Yeah, so it was pre-Wikipedia. Um, I had an encyclopedia, oh. Britannica. Whoa. Uh, my parents had like a 27-volume um, copy. It was like, or maybe it was more. It was like a volume for every letter of the alphabet and then like an extra book for everything that wasn't covered by the shit in the alphabet. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I cracked it. Yeah. The encyclopedia. I miss having an encyclopedia in my house. Did you have an encyclopedia in your house? No. My mom bought me like kids dictionaries that had like also just had information in them. I think it was from like Discovery or something. It's like DK on the front. It had like a whale. That's all I remember. Yeah. I'm just remembering now as a kid, I was pretty nerdy. My parents had like that huge volume, the Encyclopedia Britannica. It was in our living room, every book. And I would just go in there and like pull stuff out and like read. I would try to find like fucked up stuff that you know like oh is sex in the in the encyclopedia <laughs> oh is war yeah of course war is in there i definitely uh, me and my friends definitely looked up the definition of sex a lot in uh, school yeah i kept forgetting maybe it's a, <laughs> maybe it's been updated you know it's 1990 this book was written in 1960 yeah well, maybe they don't even maybe they got the definition wrong i forgot about that, that yeah. was, those are good times like searching for boobs in national geographic and stuff Pre classic in the early days of the internet when books were still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, real quick, I want to reminisce about childhood pre internet because it involved like a lot of doing skeezy internet shit, but like in a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking up, looking for fucked up books, looking for fucked up magazines. Yeah, for real. Yeah. If you found one, like it would be like, oh shit. Like I remember like, this is fucked up. I probably shouldn't say this. Let's let's say it. But dude. like I remember like 
My, uh, I pre-ordered a game at GameStop, or no, it was uh, EB Games, and they would electronic boutiques. Yeah, they would give you a Game Informer, and I remember, yeah. I remember being stoked because like it was around like when BMX XXX was coming out. Yeah, I never and played I was, like, that game. Just to have a, a magazine with like kind of like naked women, I was like. PS1 naked girl riding a bicycle and it was all censored. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be stoked too. <laughs> I'd be like, mom, don't open the bathroom door. Oh man. Just kidding. Johnny doesn't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> all right. Well, Alcatraz, Alcatraz, let's get into it. By the way, if you ever were going to go to jail, what would they get your ass on? You ever done? Uh, what's the most illegal thing you've done that you got away with? I, uh, Johnny has, is a self-proclaimed bad kid. So I know, I know he's got some good answers. I got some good ones. I was a good kid. Uh, For me, it was literally like stealing candy from the, from like the, the, the kind of candy thing that you put into a bag and wait at the front. (laughs) I I would like eat one and be like, that one's for free. Yeah. No, I definitely stole stuff from Hot Topic a lot. But the, the one I actually almost like almost got arrested for was me and my friend were, uh, it's when I got into black metal. And me and my friend were like, let's form a band. I thought you were going to say it's when I got into blackmail. And yeah, I was like, you almost got man. arrested for what? Okay, black metal. And uh, me and my friend were like, let's start a band. And uh, we, he was like, let's have a practice. None of us knew what the fuck we were doing. We were just like in a garage, like a hot garage, like, like playing your guitar. <laughs> and it sounded like shit. And then yeah. I was like, hey, I have a bunch of like old CDs I hate. Let's burn them. Okay. And so we went into the woods and started burning them and, and like we're trying to be all metal and shit. And then like uh I see a firefighter from the distance like walking towards us. And I was like, what the fuck? And then my friend went, run. And then we started running. And then the uh firefighter just went, freeze, like really loud. And we both stopped. And uh yeah, I got arrested. Uh, I got put in a cop car and everything. Wait a second. The fireman arrested you? Well, he detained us. Uh, I don't th- I don't believe the fireman has the authority to do that. Oh, I was told later I could have just ran and they wouldn't have done anything. But he's, he yelled freeze so loud, I, I got frozen in fear. He channeled cop authority. And, um, and your dad's a cop, so you know you have to listen. Yeah, he. Uh, my dad had to come down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> mm, flash to the cop car. Uh, eh? Yeah, they they wanted us to do like uh, arson classes and shit, but I, I I got out of it. Nice. Well, good for you. Hell yeah, good for you. White privilege. Um, that seems more like negligence. Like you probably just assumed like I'm just gonna burn these CDs. Not like I'm gonna set a fire and, and take this exactly. Tent. I'm gonna take the city out. It wasn't like malicious. No, and it, it was just stupid. Yeah, and like the fucking. I lived in a, a cul-de-sac and like I don't every woman who had a baby was out like watching me get put in a cop car. I don't know what it was. It was just like like looking at me like shaking their head. I'm like, where are all these women with babies? Coming Dang. <laughs> it felt like I was in a movie. Judging your mom silently. Yeah. She, she must have been. My mom was at work. She was mortified. I bet she got the call. Ma'am, this is uh, the sheriff down at the police department. Are you the mother of Jonathan Weiss? Yeah. She's like, oh, my God, <laughs> what happened? That's exactly how it happened. Is he in a gang? Did she was he... like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What was your punishment? I mean, so you didn't have to do arson classes. What Did anything happen to you? Uh, I don't remember. I think the my worst punishment is when I got caught skipping school for a full week when I wouldn't get on the bus. That's when I had to take out all my game consoles and put them in the living room and and my TV and shit. But I think with that, I I couldn't like leave the house for like a month. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I couldn't play video games probably. That sounds pretty bad, man. That sounds almost as bad as being sent to Alcatraz. <laughs> I was I was whittling. Let's get I was, into I was, it. I was digging a hole with a spoon. Let's get, get into it. So Alcatraz, if you don't know, is a is a prison. And it's located in, the, in San Francisco Bay um, on an island. And this island that it's located on has been a, a, a place of, like, legend. Yeah. Not only since Alcatraz was closed in the mid-1960s, but for hundreds of years beforehand as well. There's even stories that when um, <clears throat> when the Spanish... Explorers first came to San Francisco, as they named it. Uh, there were about 10,000 natives living in the area. 
but only a few of them lived on the island because most of the natives, according to legend, were scared to go to the island because they considered it a a bad place mm. and a place of dark spirits, evil spirits. Okay. And they themselves, uh, the Olone people, or Ohlone, uh, however it might be pronounced, uh, would banish their own um, people there for breaking tribal laws, would banish them to this island. So it was almost like a prison before it was a prison. Makes sense. It's always been a prison. It's always been a place of punishment, let's say. The Isle of Punishment. Okay. <clears throat> I think it's important because, <clears throat> excuse me, they believe that evil spirits occupied the island. They sent their worst people there to fend for themselves, who would, who would sometimes eventually perish on the island. And there are stories to this day of people seeing natives on the island, seeing, there's stories of guards who have seen uh, circles of people dancing that vanish into the night, screams and yelping, you know, and like war cries and stuff like that. And I want to point out, I think it's important to just, you know, state the fact that there, even the natives said that there were evil spirits on this island, evil spirits on this island. I want everybody to hold on to that because we're going to talk about a bunch of shit. We're going to talk about the prison being built there. We're going to talk about bad men being brought there, murderers, and murders happening on the island, and people going insane on the island, and inexplicable things on a place where it was already believed evil spirits lurked. And there's one story in particular about how in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, the guards and prisoners of Alcatraz were convinced that there was a demon a demon on the island and they didn't tell anybody about it, but we'll get into that later. Okay. We'll get into that later. Um, Alcatraz was first ceded to the United States in 1848. Um, after, uh, after the Mexican American war, I assume. And it was, immediately used as a base because it was in the middle of San Francisco Bay and they thought it would be good to fortify it, to protect um, the city. So they built a lighthouse on the island and they filled it with a bunch of cannons. But immediately, life on the island was extremely hard because there's no natural water source on the island. So the men who were building this stuff had to drink contaminated water. Um, a lot of the people were who were working there uh, faced hard conditions. So pretty pretty quickly, they were like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, we don't want to be here. Let's just make this a prison. <laughs> so in the middle of building a fort, it's not even a prison at this point, but they kind of just turn it into a makeshift prison. They're like, hey, just start, just start sending fucked up people here. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to be out of here real quick. Let's just turn this as quickly as we can into a shithole. Uh, so they started just putting prisoners into the basements of the fort, of the fortress, because they didn't have any other place to keep them. These people, again, there was no natural water, so they had to drink contaminated water. They were only given one meal a day. They spent most of the day in the dark because they're underground, um, and they were cramped into tiny cells. Another thing that the Spanish reported, and this has been reported a lot since then is that Alcatraz has mysterious lights on it. It has like ghost lights on it. Uh, apparently they glow green okay. and they're said to uh, like circle the island sometimes. Like you could see them just wisping around um, and they'll almost like uh, in like make a vortex. They'll just like spiral up into the sky and then disappear. Who knows? I don't know. It's just reports of like eerie lights going yeah, yeah. back to when the natives were there. They're known as the phantom lights of Alcatraz. Some people think that these lights are the spirits of people who have died there, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just such miserable conditions. I guess if you die in a miserable condition, you turn into a, a light, a green light, a green light <laughs> or something, you know, people are always talking about how ghosts are like, oh, an orb of light is a ghost. 
But then there's this correlation of like, yeah, and ghosts linger around because they died in such horrible conditions. They don't even know what to do with themselves. But if A equals B and B equals C, then what you're basically saying is if you die in a heinous enough manner, you just turn into a ball of light. I'm just putting the pieces together now. I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather be like the sheet ghost. You'd rather be a sheet ghost? Yeah. It's kind of funny when you think about what it takes to become a ghost, to haunt a place, and then how... um, Ghosts are common, commonly represented when they are haunting a place. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of a bum deal. Not only do you get murdered, but then you just have to wear a sheet for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then we got in that whole debate. Your afterlife. Where, like, uh, you might just be a torso or something. Oh, yeah, because ghosts <laughs> don't have feet. Yeah, or, or remember someone said that it might have been, like, the ground changed when they died or something. I don't remember. Yeah. It's been a minute. Well, let's uh, so so I just want to say that there were ghost ghost lights on Alcatraz, and it was even said that there that in particular the um, lighthouse was one of the original places that was particularly haunted in Alcatraz. But you know, whatever. So they're building a lighthouse. They're like, this place sucks. Let's just put a bunch of shitty people in the basement here and forget about them. Hey, there's a lot of lights on this island. You know what? Let's peace out of here. Um. About 80 years later, after after they had this fortress, they had it for 80 years, they decided to turn it into a federal prison. And Alcatraz, the federal prison, opens in 1933. Something about a 30s prison is like classic prison. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and uh, it was fully a prison, right? Like, I know there's a difference between jail and prison. It was a federal penitentiary. Okay. Penitentiary. And it housed... The worst criminals in America. Mm. Like, uh, this is where they sent Al Capone, um, among others. In fact, Al Capone was the most famous prisoner who attended Alcatraz. It's said that his ghost still haunts it. Al Capone had a pretty sweet setup at Alcatraz, actually. I bet. He ran that joint. Um, There was an author named Randall Floyd who wrote a book in 2002 called In the Realm of Ghosts and Hauntings. And according to Randall Floyd, after conducting several interviews, he came to the conclusion that, quote, almost every guard and official who has served at Alcatraz until it was shut down by the Attorney General Robert Kennedy in in the 1960s experienced something out of the ordinary. Almost every single guard experienced something. Reports include um, one thing that was experienced across the board by almost every guard that worked there were phantom noises. Often they would hear people screaming and they would hear cannons blasting. They had 11 cannons built in that lighthouse uh, originally. That was the most haunted building. They would hear cannons blasting and it would be so loud and so convincing that the guards would run to the armory to grab weapons because they would think like a breakout was happening or somebody was attacking the island just to find like, no, nah, no, nothing's going on. We don't, we don't know what, where those sounds are coming from. Yeah. I wonder if like, uh, you know, me being skeptic here, but I wonder if like waves really crashed really hard into the island occasionally, but I don't, I don't really know how waves work. That could be the cannons. Yeah. I mean, people in the thirties were, they didn't, maybe they didn't understand acoustics. Yeah. I always like to say and make fun of how people in the past were really dumb. Yeah. But the truth is the people in the past were actually extremely intelligent. And yeah, they're probably smart. They're probably um, as smart as we were or smarter because, yeah, they they didn't have the privilege of being lazy because they didn't have the Internet there to um, connect them to so many other people. Like we can all put our heads together and, oh, I have a problem. Let's just see what a thousand other people did. But those people kind of had to rely on their real world experience, their thinking, yeah. their logic and sort it out. So Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing current people uh, doing fucked up shit in the middle of a hurricane. Uh, so we might be dumber. <laughs> exactly. And think about this. People found out the world was round in the 1600s and people today think it's flat. Nice. So you tell me who's smarter. Nice, dude. Nice. Um, <clears throat> here's a story about the very first warden of Alcatraz. His name was James Johnston. The devil in James Johnston is what I'm tentatively calling this short story. He famously did not believe in ghosts. He told people like, I'm not a, you know, I'm a religious man, but I don't believe in ghosts or any of that tomfoolery. That bullshit. Is what sounds like say. a very warden thing to say. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> I don't even think you get the job of warden if you're like, 
oh, the ghosts were talking to me last night and yeah. said we're going to get a, a lot of happy prisoners today. <laughs> you have to be pretty like a cut and dry fella to run a prison. Exactly. One day, Johnson was giving a tour of the prison to some guests and telling them the intricacies about the prison when all of a sudden he stopped talking mid-sentence. Johnson and the entire group heard the sounds of a woman crying. A woman crying. By the way, there's only men on the island because it's a fucking federal penitentiary in the 30s. Is it still active now? No, it was closed in the 60s after a murder occurred and um, it was just deemed like too too much too too it's inhumane I I feel like Alcatraz was insanely expensive to run because Mm -hmm. it's on an island and they didn't have any natural resources so they were constantly having to send stuff to the island but then you're putting like all the worst people in America like in on one island and just like it's a breeding ground for like insanity and violence and it was just too much so they closed it in the 60s after 30 years Johnson was giving a tour. He heard a woman crying. The sound was said to be coming from the walls. And as they progressed into the hallway where the sound was coming from, it grew louder and louder. And a cold wind started to sweep through the room. This was reported by multiple people. In fact, only Johnston continued in the room. And the guests were so scared, they stopped They would refuse to step forward, and Johnson had to cancel the tour, and he was never able to explain where the sound was coming from or what happened on that day. Okay. That's the story of Warden Johnston's famous haunting. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) I was going to make a a joke. I know. You you, you warmed up the pipes. I like I licked my lips and then I it I I didn't commit. What was your joke gonna be? Uh, I was just gonna be like, give me a breather. Here. Some dame out here is fucking with my prison. Hey, hey, uh, what in Johnston here? See, and I got a report for you guys. I had a dame wailing in the hall. She was ruining my tour. I tell you, <laughs> she made all the tour guides beat feet. I'm telling you, their shoes were slapping the pavement faster than Mae West on a. I don't know. I don't have the cultural reference to make like the 30s jokes that Can I need to. Can a guy just have a prison and, and I have to deal with dames crying? I want you to put a big sign that says man cave right on the side of the building. No dames allowed. <laughs> man cave. There were um, there were some women on the island. So, oh, um, but, you know, it was very limited. I think like the warden's family was allowed to be on the island. I think that there were some housekeepers who were on the island, but it was, I mean, it's not like a housekeeper is going to go into fucking C block to get a good cry on in the middle of a work day. I mean, so, but maybe actually, actually, I don't know if if you're like one of three women on Alcatraz, I bet you're, you're crying a lot. Maybe it was a housekeeper who was having an affair with a prisoner (laughs) and she had to sneak into the prison to get some of that good, good. Yeah. To to get that Al Capone hit and (laughs) uh, Al Capone cut her off. You know, one day he's like, this is the last time we're doing this, Molly. Goodbye. And she was just a wreck. She's crying there, and she knows she can't tell anybody, especially not the warden, so she just had to cry yeah. and cry and cry. This is a good story. Who knows? Yeah, we're, we're kind of feeling it out, piecing it together here on Mega Strange today. Thank you for joining us. By the way, yes, follow Mega Strange on Instagram, Mega Strange Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Mega Strange 666. Um, Catboy Slim, Derek Acosta only. Ooh, doing them early. Yeah, I'm getting them in. Hell yeah. In the middle of the show. Follow us on YouTube. And uh, subscribe, hit that like button, and share the show with somebody who you think would like it. Let's grow the Mega Strange yes. army. Okay. Okay. The most famous prisoner was Al Capone. Al Capone was cool, I'm assuming. I don't know the guy, and I know he was a brutal murderer. So in a lot of ways, he wasn't cool. I'll admit that out the gate. But he was able to, uh, you know... Smooth talk the guards at Alcatraz to get a little personal uh, setup in the prison. Check this out. Al Capone is said that his uh, his cell 
was uh, one of the only cells in the entire prison that had a radio in it. So he could listen to the radio. You know, he's there in the 30s. That's yeah, yeah. that's like having a fucking top-end gaming computer today. Yeah, for real. That's like having a Switch with you. And you're the only dude in prison who has the Switch. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. All right, let's put it into context for the kids who don't know what it was like to be in the 30s. And his cell, cell 181, was actually, literally, the only cell in Alcatraz that was carpeted. Yeah. He had that okay. fine, and he was probably ahead of the game, too. Maybe he had that, like, 70s shag carpeting, you know, because he was so advanced. So think about that. He's in there playing his Switch with the, with the shag carpeting. What's carpeting the equivalent to? That's like having um, the LED neon color-changing lights <laughs> so, in your yeah. kitchen, you know? I don't have that in my house, no. but whenever I see somebody who has that in their house, I'm like, cool, dude, you, you live in a computer. It's like... It's, tr- it's like Tron, man. Dude, it's like Tron. I'm always jealous of the people who have Tron houses out there. I mean, we can- Do you have a Tron house? Leave a comment if your house looks like the inside of a computer. Yeah, post a photo of your house. Post a photo of your rig, dude. <laughs> Where are you sleeping? Where are you eating? Where are you gaming? Well, um, you know, not only if you don't know who Al Capone was, he was a mob boss. He was a sh- Chicago mob boss. He... Um, He's in the TV show Boardwalk Empire, so you watch that, get his whole story. Only dude with a with a radio, only dude with a carpet. Obviously, that's gonna breed some jealousy amongst the other inmates, mm-hmm. right? So on June twenty third, nineteen thirty six, Al Capone was attacked by a fellow inmate and was stabbed in Alcatraz. Okay, he survived the stabbing. But it scared the shit out of him because he's like, yo, I'm locked in here on an island. People, they're jealous of my radio. They're jealous of my carpet. They're trying to fuck up my day. So he pulled another favor with the guards. You're not allowed to do this, but Al Capone, this is what he did. He he made it so that he would spend his recreational time in the showers playing a banjo. And that's what he did with his time. Prisoners on Alcatraz were in their cell for 23 hours a day. They were only allowed one hour of recreational time. Al Capone refused to go out to the yard because he thought if I went out there, people are going to attack me and beat me up. So he would spend his recreational time plucking away at the banjo in the showers. You know what they say? What? Don't drop the banjo. <clears throat> Don't drop the banjo. Johnny, that's not funny. That's yeah, it's not funny. That's I'll not try again up. later. It is said that to this day, you can sometimes still hear banjo music coming from the showers of Alcatraz. That's cool. Lori Branson, I'm sorry, Lori Brosnan is a ranger who works at Alcatraz, sometimes maintains the premise, gives tours, and she has said that many visitors have reported hearing banjo music coming from the bathroom while feeling a cold chill. In addition to that, she has also reported that there have been times when every single door in Alcatraz was locked, and she knows because she has the key, and yet she could still hear doors slamming and people talking and whispers and voices coming through the halls. She's the only one there. That's scary. That's fucking scary, dude. You're closing (laughs) up the prison at night, and you're like, ah, the last door. Click, click. It's time to go home. Boom! You're like, what the f- What's going on? Uh, yeah, does- then you know you gotta go in there and be like, well, I gotta go see if I left a door open. <laughs> yeah? Oh, I was gonna say, like, do, does someone still live on Alcatraz? Or is it just, like, uh, tour guides and stuff? Um, I think to this day, Alcatraz is, um, it's like a f- national park and monument. Uh, and you, can go, you can go take tours there. I don't know if somebody lives there. I, I assume somebody's on the island to just, you know, I'm sure they just don't leave the island by itself at night. Yeah, I feel like there either has to be security or like, yeah. you know, groundskeeper. Definitely, definitely. And there's many reasons why. And we can get into those too. Um, <clears throat> so Alcatraz sucks, right? We've established it's a terrible place to be. A lot of people don't want to be there. A lot of people have tried to break out of Alcatraz. Um, a lot of these breakout attempts have gone horribly wrong and have resulted in people dying. One of the most famous escape attempts was something that is known as the Battle of Alcatraz. That happened in 1948. 
on May 1st, 1948, there were three prisoners who were able to take multiple guards hostage and break into the armory. And they basically like armed themselves to the teeth. Their plan was to take the guards keys and let every prisoner loose. Like, fuck it. We're just going to let them all loose. And we got the guns. And they tried to do that. They were able to uh, release two more prisoners before the guards started sending in reinforcements. And they said, all right, we're not going to release all the prisoners. Change of plans. Let's just get out of here. So they're armed with their guns, the five of them. They run to escape Alcatraz. The key that they have won't open the, the final like gateway to get out of the building. They're trapped in the building. So what they do is they just hunker down and it turns into a war zone. Um, they end up taking 14 guards hostage and it's a hostage standoff. But after a short while, they get really frustrated and they start shooting the guards. So the warden sends in, uh, the guards to go fight them. The battle rages into a second day and it's like small arms. They're like shooting handguns at each other. They're shooting machine guns at each other. They're, they're, um, doing mortar fire. They're shooting mortars at the prisoners. Um, at this point, it's said that the prisoners are like, okay, we've had enough. We want to surrender. But the warden refuses to accept their surrender. Yeah. I mean, if you're killing a bunch of his guards, he's going to. Yeah. He's like, this ends what I say it ends. And what's interesting to me is the twist that comes next. Instead of accepting their surrender, warden Johnston, the guy who heard the crying walls calls in the United States Marines. Hey, Marines, we got a bunch of prisoners here. <laughs> Don't worry. They're already begging for mercy. It's going to be a real easy fight. Uh, the Marines go in there with heavy weapons and they just wipe out the prisoners. They just finish them off. Jeez. Barrage of gunfire. It has been said that those uh, prisoners still haunt Alcatraz to this day. And a reporter... In 1982, a man named Ted Wygent, who is not a psychic, he's not a paranormal investigator, he's a reporter. In fact, he says he's a paranormal skeptic. He spends the night in the corridor where the riot happened, and he said he felt throughout the night an inexplicable anger and an urge to shoot somebody. He says that he believes the energy of those prisoners still lingers in the halls to this day. What are you laughing about? Just, uh, imagine if, like, let, let's just say in a world, like, Ghosts don't exist or something. This guy is just having like these <laughs> <laughs> like evil thoughts. He, he let this uh, he let the intrusive thoughts in. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I sure want to shoot somebody yeah, right exactly. now. It's like, whoa, Ted oh. Wygen. I think you need to chill, bro. Yeah, you might have to check yourself into Alcatraz. Yeah. Um, Alcatraz was nicknamed Helcatraz. Oh, nice. By the prisoners. Um, and it did get really bad. Uh, I already mentioned that they would spend 23 hours a day inside their cell. They would only get out for one hour. Um, there was also solitary confinement. They had something called the hole where they would lock you in there in the dark. They would feed you one meal a day. They even had, um, I need to find it here. It's called like, uh, like naked confinement where they would oh. put you in a room with no clothes and just a hole in the ground to use as a bathroom. And you'd be in there with like rats and cockroaches, uh, and you could quite literally lose your mind. Yeah. You'd go insane. That's all. That's their uh, their solitary confinement is in cell block D. Cell block D was where the they punished the prisoners. Um, it was the punishment block. And it is where, it is in cell block D where the demon that I mentioned is said to reside. Can I tell you about the thing in cell 14D? Please tell me because I'm trying, it's taking every ounce of, uh, every part of me not to say D's nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> cell block D's nuts. You yeah, could say it. You could say it. <laughs> I'm clenched. There is a story uh, from the 1940s that a prisoner was put into solitary confinement in cell 14D. This is nuts. <laughs> Thank you. And throughout the night, he was screaming, screaming, screaming. He wanted to get out, screaming that there was somebody in the cell with him. Solitary confinement. It's the hole. There's not even a fucking light bulb in the cell with him. 
He might have some cockroaches and rats in there with him. Yeah. But he was saying, screaming to the guards, somebody's in here with me. And he kept screaming about glowing red eyes. His eyes are glowing. They're red. Let me out. You know, his crazy guy just screamed pounding. Yeah, yeah. The guards thought he was bullshit, making it up, trying to get out of the hole. So they left him for the night. According to the story, they came back the next day. He was dead. And it said that he had strangulation marks around his neck. That somebody choked him. Okay. They don't know. They don't know. That's... You, it would be pretty hard to choke <clears throat> yourself to death, but unless you're, like, actually crazy. Yeah. Um... Cell block D is where prisoners went for punishments. Uh, it is said to be reportedly it's permanently cold and it's on average 20 to 30 degrees cooler than the rest of the prison. People don't know why, but they just report that cell block D is colder than the rest of the prison. Um, there are five cells, including 14D, the one with the demon in it, that have been dubbed the hole. Uh, and the one where you get naked is called the strip cell, and they would put you in there for 19 days. 19 days naked. Feed you once a day. You're left in there in total darkness with just a hole in the ground to use for the bathroom. Um, Some people have theories about where the demon came from. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, no one is thought to have ever escaped from Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. But there have been many attempts. Between 8 and 13 people have died trying to make the escape from Alcatraz. People have tunneled out of their cells and tried to swim uh, in the freezing cold waters of San Francisco. The most famous attempt, they made a movie about this. It's called Escape from Alcatraz. You may have seen it. Movie. You've seen it. It's it's I've a, seen parts of it. It's a genius plan. These guys. So every escape attempt uh, up until that point had failed because most of the prisoners had tried to fight their way out of Alcatraz at some point. Um, I already told you about the riot that happened um, and all the prisoners were killed by the Marines. There was another attempt where prisoners broke out and tried to run to the coast of the island and just swim to San Francisco. But they were shot down by the snipers in the guard towers. Okay. These three guys, uh, whose names were, they were the brothers, the Anglin brothers, John and Clarence, and their friend Frank Morris knew that they had to pull some solid snake shit to get out of Alcatraz. So what they did was they smuggled uh, utensils out of the kitchen and they dug out of their prison cells through like a vent in the back of the cell. They found that there was a passageway behind the cells uh, where all like the plumbing was a, a passageway just for all the plumbing pipes. And they could break into this passageway from their cells um, from this passageway. They could make their way to the outside of the prison and they could sneak down to the water's edge. They had also stolen raincoats from um, the like clothing department and were able to make makeshift inflatable no, I'm not gonna say a raft, but it's called a dirigible, like a floaty. Okay. They made makeshift floaties out of these raincoats. Um, but the smartest thing they did was they made now this is like pretty ingenious if you're in prison. They went to like a craft class or something, and they made paper mache dummies of themselves. They made paper mache dummies of their heads, like yeah, yeah. like mannequin heads, and they put those on the pillows of their beds, and then they stuffed the under their blankets. So it looked like there was a shape of a body. So when the guards were doing their rounds the whole night, they had no idea that these guys had chiseled into their, into the back uh, pipe passageway. They're doing their rounds. Everybody's asleep. They look, oh, those guys are asleep too. These guys are out sneaking down to the coast. They get on their dirigible. They paddle out in the water. The morning comes. They open up all the gates. They're like, all right, check. Everybody come out of your cells. The guys don't come out of their cells. They go. They're like, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And they grab them, and then they discover it's these paper mache heads. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what happened to the England brothers or Frank Morris. They definitely drowned. <laughs> you think Sorry. so? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You think so? A hundred percent. Some people think they made it. I mean, we'll see. 
They, um, <laughs> there's no way to see. I do believe they recovered the raft, like one of the dirigibles. Okay. On the other side. Oh, then there you go. But there was no sign of the people. A dirigible floats, so if you fall off of it, yeah. it's just going to keep floating. Well, check this out. In 2013, 51 years after the escape, after that night, the FBI received an anonymous, well, it wasn't wasn't anonymous. They received a letter from somebody claiming to be John Anglin saying he had survived. In what, what year is this? 2013. When did he escape? 60s? Yeah. 50s? It was 51 years oh, okay. after he had been declared dead. Lock his ass back up, dude. He would have been in, he would have been in his, in his 70s or 80s by that point. Throw his ass back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you did the crime, you do the time. That's the most uh, successful escape attempt. Did John England make it? Reader, you decide for yourself. Viewer, I don't know why I said reader. Reader, yeah. Uh, I feel like <laughs> uh, transcript for this episode. You know what's funny is uh, I used to read Goosebumps, and then they made a Goosebumps like TV show, but they would also always refer to the viewer as the reader. Yeah, like you're a reader I never of thought Goosebumps. Readers <clears throat> be aware of your first scare. Okay, so the thing on cell block D. Some people think they have an idea where it came from. Um, they think that they've seen it. Okay. So there's reports of a ghost, a mysterious ghost roaming the Island. And they think that it's the thing from cell block D. The story is that it takes on a different shape when you see it in the daytime. Okay. There have been stories of an apparition of a man roaming the grounds in 19th century clothing. And so the, the Island was, uh, first taken by America in 1848, 1858 or something, and it looks like a guy from that era. Records of the inmates that were originally brought to Fort Alcatraz are scarce, but it is said that there's very little information about the first inmates that came to Alcatraz. All that remains is basically the conditions on Alcatraz were terrible, and the 12th prisoner to arrive was... Uh, prescribed as being insane. The 12th man to arrive was insane. And remember, they would take these prisoners and they would lock them in the basement and leave them down there. So people think that this 12th inmate is the thing in cell block D and that he's also the apparition they see walking around the island sometimes who looks like he's wearing the clothes from that era. Um, Alcatraz was eventually closed. Um, you know, I'm going to skip because there's a lot of hauntings. <laughs> there's a lot of hauntings, you know, I bet <clears throat> there have been ex prisoners who became tour guides who saw their former friends walking the halls. That's awesome. There have been, um, in 1997 or 98, uh, psychic Diana Smoller, was doing a report from the sewing room where she reported feeling an intense um, sharp pain in her th- in her neck in her throat. Um, later came to find out that one prisoner named Henry Young killed another prisoner named Rufus McCain in the sewing room in 1942 by stabbing him in the throat. You know, it's just weird stuff like that. There was a prisoner named the Birdman of Alcatraz. Oh hell yeah. You ever heard of this guy? No, I just thought it was a cool name. The Birdman of Alcatraz had an IQ of 112, but he was also clinically diagnosed as being a psychopath. He murdered two people before being sent to Alcatraz, um, where he would capture canaries and nurse them back to life, and birds would fly through the window and hang out with him in his cell. Okay. He got the nickname the Birdman of Alcatraz. In 1994, a couple was visiting his cell, and they said they could hear canary noises and saw the man, Stroud, uh, Robert Stroud sitting on his bed reading a book in 1994. There's a ghost woman of Alcatraz in 2014. A woman named Sheila Sillery Walsh was visiting from Birmingham, England and snapped a picture on her iPhone of a door. And when she later looked at the picture of the door, she said she saw this woman. You can't see it on the I, camera. I we'll, we'll put it into yeah, yeah. the show. Standing in the doorway, looking back at her. Oh, that's really fucking scary. 
That's a, that doesn't look like a woman from this. This photo was taken in 2014. Yeah. 2014. Does that look like a 2014 Alcatraz tourist to you? Hell no. Shirley gave a quote and said to the paper that. Oh. Uh, what the heck? Holy shit. We look badass. That light's plugged in. Why did it go out? Oh, well, we're going to do the rest of the story in the dark. <laughs> we, no, we look like the, you know, like Dateline when there's like. Um, I don't want to say what, what Shirley said about the. Uh, <laughs> Dude, this is cool. We From now on, we're going to do yeah, every, yeah. every episode of Mega Strange <laughs> as dark silhouettes. This is awesome. We are your shadow lords, uh, Johnny and Derek. <laughs> Shirley took the picture and said, I have no logical explanation for the girl in the picture. I'm baffled by her. It's funny because she's staring right at the camera with a knowing look. Whoa. As I previously mentioned, Alcatraz was closed in the 60s because it was just too much to handle. Um, but in, ni- uh, in 1969, a group of Sioux tribesmen claimed that a treaty from 1868 gave them the right to reclaim any abandoned federal land. They decided that Alcatraz was abandoned, and so they occupied Alcatraz. The occupation of Alcatraz... Um, it brought in many Native American tribesmen from all over who claimed that Alcatraz was their home. And they were there for 19 months, a year and a half. Just a bunch of natives just chilling in the prison. Be like, this is our island now. We're taking it back. Eventually, they had to leave, though, because uh, the U.S. government cut electricity and cut water to the island. Oh, no. Forcing them to leave. I don't know if that's fucked up or not. Because it's like, all right, you can have the island, but we're not paying your water bill. And they're like, nah, never mind. I don't, <laughs> fuck this. But then it's like, you know, it's not like they can build their own water. No. They ha- they can't make their own infrastructure. So they were kind of just squeezed out. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the government was like, you're wrong. It was just like, nah, we're just going to force you to leave. The uh, mobster tactics. Yes. So they eventually left on June 11th, 1971. And that was the last time that Alcatraz was occupied by anybody before it became a federal monument that you can visit today and take a tour of nice all on your own. That's the history of Alcatraz, the haunted history of Alcatraz. Uh, so would you rather walk the plank or spend your life in Alcatraz? I still think I'd rather Alcatraz. You'd rather live with that demon in cell 14 D. Yeah. I told you my biggest fear is drowning or being thrown in the middle of the ocean. Well, I guess we're not going to overcome your biggest fear on today's episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. I already did the plugs, which means we can just do a hard out. We'll see you next week with more Mega Strangeness. Stay strange, everybody. Good night.